We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. And now part two of our two-part year-end recap on the Black Information Network daily podcast with Mike Island and Nicole Deal. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right. Uh, another big story this year. Warnock defeats Walker to help Democrats hold on to the Senate while Republicans take the House in the 2022 midterm elections. Also, Nancy Pelosi steps down as the party leader for the Democrats. Mike, this time, this time let's start with you. Um, it's been a crazy midterm political season. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, talk to us. Give us your thoughts mm-hmm. and and uh, bring us up to speed. All right. We're going to talk about a man now. huh? Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael Warnock. Uh, what what a victory. And and uh, Herschel Walker, of course, you know, uh, from Ohio State University. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, came from Ohio State. Uh, and so I, there, there was a cert, certain allegiance there uh, early in his career on this, but it, it kind of uh, ran into a brick wall here with me uh, mm-hmm. as far as uh, some of his, uh, you know, his position on, on things, you know, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. the one thing I will remember about uh, Raphael Warnock, I can't remember which speech uh, this was where he said, I am Georgia. You know, he said he was an example of, uh, of an iteration of its history mm-hmm. and of its pain and, and promise and all that. He, he went down, he ran the gamut of what's happened in Georgia that he's going to try to fix the brutality. And uh, also he was optimistic about the uh, possibilities and working together. His, his campaign, uh, everything he says talks about togetherness, where Walker was basically talking about all the negatives and uh and there, there was no promise in there so i'm i'm really proud that uh, uh rafael warnock uh, made this uh, fantastic move and i think uh, he is georgia like he said and i think uh, his uh, victory is going to um help uh, break some ties you know in in this divided country and and the chamber of course but uh he's going to um really improve some prospects for uh, majority in 2024 that's the hope 
Uh, Nicole, now uh, I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit more about that, but also let's talk about Nancy Pelosi stepping down as the party leader for the Democrats and what that means uh, for the future of the House as well. Well, first of all, I think that this was my favorite story to cover this year <laughs> because there was just so much drama. It, yeah. it just kept me entertained. Every time I got a chance to say Warnock versus Walker, I thought, oh, my gosh, I love my job. Um, <laughs> even though this race was close, um, I always thought Warnock would defeat Walker. <clears throat> Excuse me. I personally just saw Warnock as the better candidate. He seemed more stable. Um, and frankly, I just felt like Herschel Walker was being uh, maybe dishonest. Um, that might be a little strong, but maybe disingenuous about some things. Um, and even though I don't live in Georgia, this was such an important race, um, like you've already said, Ramses, to help ensure that the Democrats maintained control of the Senate. Mm. Um, so for me, there were just too many stories attacking Walker's character that seemed to be leaning more toward the truth than what he was saying. Um, at the end of the day, I, I did find it interesting that these two black candidates were running for office. Um, and I wish that they would have been running in different areas, if that makes sense. So maybe they both could have been, um, you know, uh, elected. Mm. Uh, but again, this was a race that certainly kept me entertained. Um, and, and to piggyback what Mike said, um, Warnock, he didn't just say, I am Georgia. He actually embodied that. Sure. I just saw him being so dedicated to the community and, and his uh, constituents and all of the work that he was doing, he just really embodied it. So I think he was elected in, in by people that felt like it was well-deserved. Um, sure. As far as Nancy Pelosi is concerned, um, I thought this was interesting, the timing of all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that her husband had been attacked and, and there were several issues, uh, you know, that, that have been going on for her. Um, but I think that it was probably time, in my opinion, sure. uh, for her to step down. You know, she is getting up in age, uh, not to say that elderly people cannot, you know, participate in our government and things of that nature. But I just think that it was probably time. I think, um, you know, sometimes we need a changing of the guards, so to speak, uh, to kind of just freshen up the place and, and bring in some some new life and new energy. So, you know, as far as Nancy Pelosi is concerned, I think it was just time. Uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, what will happen next. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker are two black men. And during their campaign, personally, individually, not as a, as a network, but individually, we all had to champion as best we could, especially those of us outside of Georgia, the candidate that we felt were, was going to do a better job on behalf of that state and the country. And I, I tend to espouse the values that I found in Raphael Warnock, uh, but Herschel Walker uh, for some reason, had a lot of support, uh, uh, conservative support, and was doing well enough in the polls to be a serious contender. Uh, 
And so we had to, those of us individually who were uh, interested and invested in the outcomes, had to call a spade a spade. This is what I'll say. Okay. We had to identify that man for who he was. Right. And that's a very difficult thing to do when we also, those of us who are kind of of the same mentality as me, um, have to bear in mind that this is a black man. And more than ever, we need black unity, solidarity, et cetera, um, while still being very honest about what is driving that ship, which uh, in my estimation was not black excellence. Uh, was was not driving the uh, Herschel Walker ship at all. <laughs> and uh, so I'm saying that because I want to say that I appreciate both you and Mike's uh, very um, measured <laughs> way <laughs> of describing <laughs> Herschel Walker's candidacy Good choice uh, during, during the midterms. So, so, that's so funny yeah so i forgive me i know that was a little wordy but i need to point that out because i would be a hypocrite because i was very honest about herschel walker when he was running and I, it was very difficult for me to be honest and also uh not tear down a black man publicly you know and so i i just making sure that i'm maintaining that posture here um and then, of course, uh, Nancy Pelosi, I would just want to tack this on Nancy Pelosi stepping down. Obviously, that made way for uh, the first uh, a black uh, uh, House uh, minority leader. And uh, that certainly is, a, is another special um, little bit of black history that we got this year. And so not enough can be said about either of these stories. But I did want to mention that before we move on. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to tack on only because I failed to answer the Nancy Pelosi uh, question. Sure, sure, please. Asked, I was so into Raphael Warnock. Her, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I agree with Nicole. Uh, I think she saw that it was time uh, before the attack on her husband. But I think that accelerated it. And yeah. maybe she, like you mentioned, maybe she saw a vision with the uh, possibility of the House Minority Leader by making the move. Right. So maybe that encouraged her decision as well. But uh, I was not surprised. That was a given uh, that she would be stepping down with all the situation, you know, all the situations uh, leading up to that that time. I, I just I just I didn't think that she could take it. Well, um, I uh, I appreciate you adding that on. And I think, again, the 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 other part of that coin is that. Uh, the benefit, at least in our community, insofar as we can tell, is that uh, our first um, Democratic House leader, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, that was his name, um, yeah. was elected. Uh, and he is now serving in a position of power uh, in the United States Congress. So we look forward to that as well. Um, a lot of black excellence, ebony excellence, as we like to call it, um, that we're seeing uh, so far. I'm Tony Coles, president of the Black Information Network. Thank you for making 2022 an unforgettable year for the BIN family and for being with us every step of the way. You celebrated with us as our network grew beyond expectations and you mourned with us as we lost Tanita Myers, our vice president of news. 
If you've ever lost a loved one, you know the first holiday without them is difficult. This year, as the BIN family looks back on 2022 with love and gratitude, we also look ahead with excitement and anticipation because Tanita's commitment to telling every black story lives on in everything that we do. We're proud to be America's black voice and we thank you for listening. Happy holidays and happy new year from the Black Information Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Black Information Network news anchors Mike Island and Nicole Deal are with us today discussing this week's major stories. So um, now we have to deal with some of the heavier things that have taken place over the year. Uh, mass shootings. Um, we've it, we've I'll speak for myself. 
Um, these are so commonplace in the news world that it's it's almost like we get sad for a moment and then we revert to type. We cover it and we compartmentalize it and then we move on. And it's really easy for us to, um, after so much, so many of these things happening, um, easy for us to uh, move past the, the the tragedy. But the truth is every time something like this happens, there is a loss of life, a profound loss of life, even one person, which doesn't technically qualify as a, as a mass shooting, but I don't want us to lose our empathy. I don't want us to become desensitized to trauma, particularly trauma against black and brown bodies. Um, so I want to bear that in mind as I, I name these individual shootings. And of course, I'd love to get you know, you guys' thoughts on on these. So um, I want to name these off. They deserve to be mentioned because, again, there's human beings who are no longer on this planet, no longer breathing, no longer get a birthday, no longer get a Christmas. Um, and so I want to make sure that I'm qualifying these instances. In it, 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 I can't go through all of them, of course, but some of the major ones that we've covered here on the BIM. Um, a gunman killed 10 people and wounded three others in a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Um, that was uh, considered a hate crime and 11 of the people shot uh, were black. Um, on May 24th, there was a Texas school shooter who killed 21 people. Um, the Uvalde, Texas incident. Uh, and we had a lot to say about law enforcement and really what they do, what they're supposed to do, what they're required to do, and do they make a difference uh, when that happened? Um, the the mass shooting at Walmart, this was a more recent one, uh, where six people were shot and killed uh, at a Chesapeake, Virginia uh, Walmart, uh, which was two weeks after mass shootings at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, and uh, the uh, gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, and of course, that list goes on, but those are some of the major stories uh, with respect to mass shootings that we covered on the BIN. Um, I'd like to start with you, Nicole, um, just kind of talk us through what it's like to cover these, um, your takeaways, and perhaps what even our listeners should take away. Absolutely. I um, First, I, I just want to extend my sincere condolences to the families of the victims um, I cannot even begin to imagine the pain and the uh, discourse that these shootings have created in all of their lives. Um, there are two things that we must address as a nation, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to these mass shootings. And those two things are mental health and gun control. You know, in the um, Buffalo shooting. The shooter was 18, you know, and as you've already said, 11 of those victims were black. That is definitely a hate crime um, in the Texas school shooting in, in Uvalde. Uh, the shooter was 18, you know. So, again, 
when we when we look at those ages and things like that, as far as I'm concerned, this is something that can be legislated. This is something that can be controlled. And maybe instead of the U.S. Supreme Court meddling in Roe v. Wade and in rights that women have and have had for the last 50 years, maybe they need to take up some of these issues surrounding gun control in the age uh, of, of someone that can just go in and buy a gun. Um Suffice it to say that there are signs and signals long before these shootings take place. Uh, There are posts on social media. There are pictures. There are long, lengthy manifestos. um, And we have a responsibility to to our society and to one another that when we see something, we have to say something. Mm. Um, Racism is real. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's just true. Hatred is real, unfortunate, but true. Um, The only way that we are ever going to get beauty for ashes is we have to change our policies about buying guns. We have to change the age requirements for buying guns. We have to change the waiting periods for buying guns. And we have to stop selling assault rifles in certain types of guns. Um, you know, again, in, in several of those shootings, we had black people that were killed. Um, we had children in Uvalde, children. You know, there is clearly a breakdown somewhere in the mental capacity of these people. And we have to take that on uh, as, as a culture, as a society. And, and we have to we have to take the bull by the horns and we have to deal with that. We have to just hit that right over the head. Uh, and the sooner, the better. Absolutely. Mike, I know that you covered these stories as well. Um, oh. Talk us through the the coverage and, and of course your thoughts. Okay. Uh, the one that's, uh, that frightened me the most, of course, uh, uh, Buffalo, New York, where we're talking about uh, black people being targeted yeah. uh and then uh you know a a guy who had a racist uh, screed online uh with the white supremacists and anti-immigrant views and all that i thought at that moment that was going to start a wave i thought we'd hear more in june july august we did hear other mass shootings of course and of course anytime children are involved like in uvalde uh that that uh it it gives me uh uh, I can't. I can't describe the feeling, but what I think about the most. I'm going back way, way back to Sandy Hook. Uh, when I learned of that, there was this Christmas song on the radio with children singing, and every time that came on this year, I thought of the pain of the people at Sandy Hook because I was, I was just thinking about uh, little children that were victims of that, and it brought, of course, uh, vivid uh, memories of e- every detail in the Uvalde. Shooting. So when I was covering these stories, I go back to Sandy Hook because that's the first mass shooting that I really felt pain and and actually cried after hearing it, even though there were some before then. In some sense, that one hit me. And when I get and when the new one comes, you know, I go right back because uh, that's one way I feel the pain of the people that were involved. So these are more than stories with me. The, sure. the news person in me says, just do the report, get it right, get it on the air. But uh, that human uh, being in me uh, says, man, I'm hurting uh, yeah. uh, very badly. So uh, it was a struggle. To, it's always a struggle to get through 
these types of stories. Uh, I, I had to do two takes on one of the stories because uh, kind of broke up in the in the middle of the script, mm-hmm. and uh, so the, it's, it's hard hitting. So uh, we're, we're talking about um, when we talk about mental health in America, what what uh, what bigger thing than something like this that affects the lives of so many people? Not just the numbers of the people in each story, but think about that times the number of family members whose lives have changed. And then when you come up on the holiday period like this, you think of all the, uh, the, the holidays that have changed for, for uh, the families of each victim of these mass shootings. They were innocent people, not involved in an altercation of any sort. They were just going about their daily lives yeah. and uh, wiped off the map. So it's it's tough in that sense as as a reporter. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I these these are things that I've had to cover myself. And um, obviously. This stems from a very. Ugly source, you know, that, that festers on the Internet, this this it's often enough extremely conservative often enough white supremacist often enough they're taking the world from us they're taking our country from us that type of ideology and uh they're encouraged by their fans in these you know pockets these little silos of the internet uh go out there and 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 get the high score high score meaning the number of deaths that you can get in the real in in the real world um and people just go out and they want to you know, harm whoever they feel is the source of their their pain or all that ails them. And oftentimes that's black people. Um, we saw in El Paso some years back uh, at the Walmart, you know, that that individual thought that Mexican people were the source. You know, we've seen people attack synagogues and temples and mosques. We've seen, of course, people attack black people in church, we black people at the grocery store, et cetera. And as you mentioned, uh, Mike, uh, we've seen people attack children. You know, this is just they just want to hurt people in general. And, you know, to your point about you know having to report the news, um, you know, this is the year where I had to bring my second grader after the Uvalde story, I had to bring my second grader, my my seven year old, he was seven at the time on the radio and have a conversation with him about what to do if he starts hearing gunshots. And I asked him the question, very simple. Do you know, son, that sometimes people go on to school campuses and they start shooting kids? And he said, no. I said, yes, this is a thing that happens. Imagine me having this conversation with my child on the radio. Oh, my gosh. And he just was bewildered by this. Um, But, you know, that was kind of the intersection for me of doing my job and being a father and being a human being. Um, There you go. There you where, go. Uh, I felt that was necessary, and and I thought I'd get some pushback from from our listeners, but uh, not so. People were people understood, people recognized, and people appreciated the fact that they now had at least some sort of framework to uh, you know have that that conversation in their own homes. And so, um, it's tough. Um, there's a lot of solutions on the table, but obviously we have a political establishment or at least one facet of it that uh, refuses to do anything about it except offer thoughts and prayers. And so, unfortunately, this is something that we're going to have to continue to cover on into 2023. So it's a mixed oh, yeah. bag, but um, we do have a lot of positive things to look forward to. As we mentioned, there's a lot of uh, ebony excellence um, that is uh, 
that is paving the way for the future that we will all live in. And um, we also have some work to do. So um, I look forward to a 2023 with uh, all three of you um, at the helm here, um, you know, providing the stories and the coverage that, of course, our our listeners and our viewers have come to expect from the BIN. And uh, of course, I want to thank you for a, a wonderful year here on the BIN Daily Podcast. Once again, today's hosts are Black Information Network news anchors, Mike Island and Nicole Deal, and our special guest, BIN Daily Podcast associate producer, Maggie B. Nowen. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced, as always, by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.